Hey, yo, how's it going, friends? Welcome to episode four of In Madness Pod. It's Sean the Butcher here with Vertebrae 33. What's up? What's going on, everybody? How you doing? It's a pleasure to be back. Before we get into all of our episode four stuff, I want to say thank you to anyone who has been checking out these previous episodes, hitting us on the socials, at In Madness Pod on everything in madnesspod at gmail.com it has been a lot of fun doing these episodes and it's great seeing the reactions and people posting and us reposting and just nerding out with people uh i this is exactly what we wanted to do with this podcast no right? no hate mail yet though we didn't get in any hate mail yet. i it's mean I, i'm doing i'm i'm, I'm filtering mistakes. it i'm filtering <laughs> it yeah let us know what mistakes we made nah nah screw it there's gonna be a lots of mistakes let us let us know what movies you want us to talk about too yeah, we'll get to them after we finish our list of like 200. Yeah, well, maybe it happens to be on the list, right? So we can push it to the front. We were making our future list and I was getting excited for our future list of, of movies we're going to go through is amazing. But this one, this one right here, when we when we popped off and we're like, let's do this one. That I was like, yes, yes. When we had the idea to do this podcast, this was the first movie that popped in my head as one we had to do. I'm glad we're four episodes in and already doing it. So Yeah, I don't know if we have the strength and the stamina for this one yet, but we're, we're going to do it. I was certainly intimidated when we said we were going to do this one. Uh, we might go a little long with this one. We might break our hour, hour 15 uh, limit that we've been doing, but let's, we'll keep it, we'll keep it, you know, as close as possible, but this movie is so good. So I'm going to stop blue balling and uh yeah we're gonna talk about the last episode of the little house on the prairie right that's what this is about yeah, this is it we're gonna do two hours <laughs> on little house on the prairie i prepped for that i did all that show prep for that we have very different notes then <laughs> yep we're gonna be talking about uh 2019's the lighthouse <laughs> and there it is <laughs> i'll give you a few background notes and then we can kind of jump in and there's going to be plenty to talk about but uh directed by robert eggers who did the witch and also went on to do the Mm. northman so this was his second Mm. movie uh written by him and his brother max so basically uh max had kind of the framework for this story this idea of these two uh lighthouse keepers um, and they did some research, they went through it, and Robert came across a story of two lighthouse keepers, both named Thomas, who were in mm-hmm. Wales and got stranded by a storm. So he was like, there there we go, this is, this is where we're headed. And then you can mix in your Lovecraft and your dark fiction and all that stuff. And this Folklore. is- Folklore. What was that, John? Folklore. Folklore, mythology, we're gonna get into some mythology. Um. It's executive produced by Chris Columbus. And if you listen to our second episode, he wrote Gremlins. I know that name because of our second episode already. Four episodes in and I've learned something else. That's incredible. So that was a fun, fun little moment when I realized that. And I had to like double and triple, triple check that it was the same, the same guy. Uh, The cast, Willem Dafoe was Thomas Wake. Robert Pattison as Thomas Howard slash Ephraim Winslow. Ephraim Winslow. <laughs> and uh, we got Valeria Caraman as the mermaid. 
again spoilers right if you haven't yeah, spoilers immediately three minutes in and yeah yeah so we've got uh the batman versus green goblin right off the bat in this movie right that's, that's oh so yeah cool. yeah yeah i didn't even think of that that's funny the uh the soundtrack it's it, the moody soundtrack that it is is mark corvin who did the witch and also did uh black phone soundtrack it's very hand in hand with the sounds of the movie so it's often difficult to tell where soundtrack is and where kind of like just sounds of the movie happen throughout it um i was just listening to it before we jumped on quite a bit and it's you know get you in it certainly gets you in a headspace um it was shot in well black and white obviously surprise surprise yeah uh 1191 is the aspect ratio it's a weird oh, okay. it's a weird aspect ratio um and they used a special lens and some filters but mainly the lens to kind of draw out the red of the image so it gives it that very stark they look very beat up very weathered right if you pull red from flesh when you're looking at it it's going to get this weird dark you know that's the art 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 in me interesting uh, to bring that out uh so that's where they got that from um and then robert eggers is big on things being period correct and building things sean's favorite practical practical effects in this uh -huh. case uh they built an actual 70 foot working lighthouse badass uh they filmed it on the coast of nova scotia at a place called cape fortune um and then they built that actual lens which is probably the fourth star of the the movie the fresnel lens it's called um and they lit this that glass lens oh had, the bulb yeah, the, the bulb, bulb. Yeah, yeah gotcha well that's the lens right so the bulbs inside so then they actually this lighthouse actually depending on how robert eggers tells it it's 14 to 16 miles of light shown off the coast so it was okay. actually literally a working lighthouse with gps and everything they're not using lighthouses anymore but uh this this light that they put in here and they built this lens it was a working lighthouse so pretty uh pretty amazing it's incredible absolutely amazing. incredible this is one of my favorite movies of easily like the last five or ten years i remember i think right at the beginning of the pandemic is when i got interested in it or maybe a little bit before uh i, I can't remember if i was sick and i was like i gotta check this out i remember seeing commercials for it with the a24 and the robert eggers i can't wait till we do the witch by the way uh but yeah once i was very interested in this one shall we shall we get into the lighthouse yes absolutely Bef but before we start go ahead. go ahead before we start if if this is the lighthouse are you thomas wake thomas howard and am i or live? or are they the same person yes in do we get into that now we haven't even no, started no, no, the no. episode no, no, yet. I, I, took it, I took this too i took this too far but maybe you took like, it to the end like if we went on really long on this podcast one of us would become one of them in some yeah way. yeah two, yeah two shady dudes for sure i love every part of this movie how it just gets weirder and weirder from minute to minute we have our two main characters what do i i mean am i calling them Thomas Wick and Ephraim Winslow or Defoe and Pattinson. For so now, I'm going to do Defoe and Pattinson. 
So it's right. Defoe and Pattinson. And that yeah. breaks our, our streak of not knowing names. Um, I do have their names. I just don't know what to refer to them as. Either way, they are right. the two stars of this movie, essentially. They're, wiki- they're wikis. They're both wikis. They watch this lighthouse. <laughs> they are the stars of this movie. And essentially, there is a third star, which is my favorite, the horn. I am obsessed with this <laughs> horn. It is so... It just... It just it's bothersome. It it hits you in a weird way, and you already know something's up. So we're dreary right off the bat. You got this sound that's scary. It creates all this dread. Uh, the whole movie's in black and white, so it makes it even creepier. Right. And we got our boat out in the distance, and we see our two main characters, and they're looking out at this lighthouse. And again, that soundtrack, man, that's like... Yeah. That has you, you're in the moment, you're on the boat, um, and then they get to the island, and we got our guys carrying all their crap along all these dangerous rocks, and there's the changing of the guard. Right. We see the old two lighthouse keepers leaving, carrying all their provisions. The dam's got to the provisions. And then they're carrying their stuff out, and Robert Pattinson and Defoe are moving their stuff in. And and those and, guys were fine, right? So so, the, those two left fine after their month. Yeah, they were okay. Yeah, they were okay, yeah. unless they were all in his mind. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> then we have our zoomed out shot of our characters. I love this. When we do the promo for this, I think we should Photoshop our faces on them. That like <laughs> iconic picture of just yeah. them, yeah. and there's the horn blowing. Wah. And Pattinson like he shrugs his shoulders and he's like, "Ugh, right. do I have to listen to that for my entire time here?" Yeah, um, he didn't. That wasn't in the manual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one told me this loud ass horn would be going off every what, what hour? How often does this happen? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but one of my favorite parts did you notice? Defoe puts the pipe in his mouth, but it's upside down. Yeah, I love that. And apparently, uh, in the it's funny you brought that up in the in the commentary. Robert Eggers said they did a lot of you know he does so much research on this stuff, and they said that a lot of those guys who had pipes like that there would be a lot of photos of them with it upside down. Okay. And it was sort of just like a habit, like an oral fixation. So you just kind of, it's like a safety net uh, for them. So uh, there are not a lot of accidents in this movie. This is a very purposeful film. Everything is thought through every inch of what you see on the screen has something behind it. Um, Right away, we see when they go into the house, what, what do we see from, from Howard, from Pattinson? What does he try to do? uh well so please he he's he walks up well the horn's still going off pattinson you know is still standing there defoe walks away uh and they go in their shitty little shanty they're in their house and the horn's still going off and they go up to their room pattinson pop yeah bangs his head even before that he tries to get into the desk he tries oh to- yeah so I, yeah i was gonna bring up the desk later on because it's really a main character at the end of the movie but yeah. throughout the entirety of the movie this desk is like kind of calling to him but yes. it's locked he yeah. can't get into it the only access to it yeah. is willem dafoe's it's where, it's where the manager keeps all the time sheets and then yeah they yeah. yeah. wouldn't yeah. get in but right away we go we go over seven minutes 
of this movie before its first real spoken word. Before you- any word gets spoken, but I love the introduction to this team. We got Pattinson walking and smashing his head. And he's like, ugh. So I got this horn going off and the, the roof is three feet smaller than what I needed to be. Defoe's pissing in a bucket. As he walks into the room. And what a shot. Like behind that, he's behind that center, yeah. the chimney that's right there. Yep. You can't through, see him pissing. And you can't you see him. See a stream piss. You do see uh there's a book hanging up and it's a Sears and Roebuck uh catalog in the really? background. That, I guess their toilet paper is what is what it would have been. Wow. Right? And then we get the first of many from Willem Defoe. Pattinson sits on his bed while Defoe's pissing in the bucket, and Defoe, right off the bat, farts right in his face. Right in his face. And and you know what? Before I got on to do the podcast, I was like feeling like super gassy, and I was like, oh man, if I could pull out Even one or two mod. farts during this, this would be amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think sure. it passed, unfortunately. I mean, I'm. We got a whole. We're gonna be here a while if it builds <laughs> up again. Put your ass to the mic, and we'll be four episodes in. Before I just got a can up. of beans in front yeah. of me. Just... Yeah. So he shoves this piss bucket under his bed, I guess with his foot. And it's not yeah. even like a bucket, it's a plate. So you know the piss is just yeah. like yeah. swaying all over Disgusting. the place and leaking all oh. over the place. He walks away whistling and right before he heads downstairs, cracks out another fart, just so Pattinson knows whose room this is. Right. That's an uh, outro. That's his outro. Yeah, that's it. Just whistling. Yeah. Whistle, whistle, whistle. <laughs> Was right down the steps the best so you like defoe i'm already like this is my dude this is my guy right here so maybe that's it maybe you are maybe maybe i'm on the wiki on the yeah. wiki yeah. yeah my leg <laughs> gangrenous tetanus uh so Patton's sitting there bummed he's like great i got piss guy farting in my face um and digs around in his mattress and we're maybe six minutes into this movie and we have our first horrible omen this yeah. little creepy mermaid figure is dug into his mattress. Right. Horsehair mattress. Can't be that that comfortable. No, it looks flat as hell. It looks and then, very and then there's there's this idol. It's the what? The idol, right? The mermaid statue. Oh, is that an idol? Sure. Why not? What? What the hell's an idol? Oh Can my it god! Be an idol? I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to prove how stupid I am on a podcast right now. What's it? Is that what it's called? An idol? Yeah, like you're worshiping the idol, like an idolatry. Oh, okay. I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a statue. It's a little mermaid right. statue. <laughs> but then we see all this big ass machinery. Has anyone? Yeah. Has anyone ever made that? Has well, anyone ever made that? They don't that sell little, that. Statue. The mermaid thing. Yeah. I mean, they should. They should. I'm sure somebody sent me like it's like a VHS of Lighthouse. Uh, it looked really cool. Like it had this custom art and everything on it. But yeah, I would hope that they would make the creepy ass idol, as you say. <laughs> uh, but Patton's shoving, shoveling all this coal. He got to keep the fire burning and all this big ass machinery. We're just cutting around like all the different things he's got to do. Um, and then we're at dinner, like you said, our first dialogue, which is what, seven, eight minutes into the movie? Yes. The first dialogue is like over seven minutes. And Defoe is making a cheers. Uh, four weeks. Four weeks on the job. We're going to be four weeks on this rock. Right. And and, and and so for these scenes, because it's so dark mm. and they're, they're using like 35 millimeter, you know, negative and stuff like that, um, that light is actually a 600 watt halogen bulb 
Yeah, because it's just candlelight. Like, so that's how bright that is. A 600 watt halogen bulb. So some of the crew apparently at times had to wear sunglasses and stuff. It's that bright. So it looks nothing like what it looks like when it's done. But because of what they're using to get that light, that's what that's what they had to work with, which is amazing. One of the many things to show how amazing an actor both of these dudes are. But yeah. the at the end, I'll get to it at the end. Right. They're in Nova Scotia. Highly... They're in Nova Scotia, and it's like March that they're they're filming this. So it's freezing cold. A lot of the weather in the movie is actual weather that's happening mm. at the time. Yeah, it looks so miserable. Right. So they're freezing cold. Um, you see, like, the making of a documentary. All the crew are all geared up in their weather gear and stuff like that but those guys are just in their period authentic clothes little thin ass waterproof yeah yeah, yeah. oh uh and, and defoe's making a cheers four weeks on the job and pattinson's like nah nah and he's like it's bad luck one of many bad luck to leave a toast unfinished <laughs> And Pattinson's like, ah, it says it says it's against regulation in the manual, yada yada yada. And Defoe's like, you'll do as I say, take take the shot. So Pattinson dumps out his drink, which is like immediately you dump you you, you left it unfinished. Even if you refill it again, you dump that toast. I, I feel like you got to start with the drink at that point, yeah. right? I mean, you're intro, and even if you don't drink, I mean. He they clearly he maybe he has a problem or whatever, but I feel like that's oh, your he's breaking, got many problems. But that's that's your breaking bread moment. You're gonna yeah. be with this guy for four weeks. He declines. You sleep Back. like four feet apart from each other. You fart in each other's faces within seconds of <laughs> yeah. hanging out with each just, other. Just pretend. Take a little we, sip. Just pretend. He pours out his shot and he's pumping the water on the sink, whatever that gross looking and sounding pump is, into his cup. And they cheers. And he drinks it and he spits it out all over the place. <laughs> Defoe's laughing his ass off. Uh, he's like, does it taste like toilet water? Uh, I guess, I don't know what it is. I guess some, there's like the water line and it's connected to the toilet. I don't know what, however, it's hooked up back. Yeah, there. well, it's connected to that whole area that he has to later on yeah, go. The and water pit. Yeah, clean, that clean, clean up. And that that's uh, Hershey's chocolate syrup that that's actually coming out of like. Oh, that that's. Psycho, that's yes. Hitchcock. Yeah. Hey, look at us go. We so have probably tasted fine, but uh, yeah. that's what a great actor he is. He pretended it was lousy. So Defoe's laughing his ass off, and he's like, "That's one of your jobs. Make sure the water's good. Tidy up the quarters. There's lots of work to do." And he goes, "Yes, sir. I, sir. I, sir. We are laying down the law. Defoe is the boss." Right away. The food, the food looks disgusting. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's mush. It's mush on their plate. And he's eating it. He's going. <laughs> it's he's the worst. And I he's hate awkward, quiet meals. So I can't like I would have been hoping that horn would go off more when we were sitting there, just like sitting across from this guy eating like a wild man hacking like just there's just silence, right? There's nothing going on. They, they can't listen to Bluetooth. Yeah, let's like, just put some tunes on lightly nothing, in the background. Nothing. They got to sing to each other. Uh, he, tell, <laughs> he tells Pat, he's like, you're working through the night. Uh, and he's like, I, I want to see the light. So when do these guys, I didn't look this up because I wanted to ask and see mm. what you thought. Mm. When So they sleep during the day? 
Who knows? Their schedule right, they have to be horrible. Up, they have to be up at night to run the lighthouse to everyone uh-huh. be safe, but they also have to run the lighthouse when there's storms because if it's super foggy and it's daylight, they're still going to need the light to get to the coast safely. I don't think there's a good scheduling plan with just two guys at the helm for the lighthouse. I think at least the third guy would be some breathing room. No, I'm sure they're not eating well. I'm sure they're not sleeping well. They're certainly drinking well. And they just got there. Why is there so much work to do already? Like with these other roommates that left, did they not do anything? Man, you know, the the sea shift. They leave and they leave yeah. you all the friggin' work. You're like, I got to recover all this. You're yeah, not getting you know? your deposit back. Look at the way you left this lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. Bastards. Uh, but Defoe's not letting him see the light. He's like, what are you? What are you? You? you who are you? You're the new guy. See to your duties. The light is mine. Yeah. Yeah. That means a lot. That means a lot. So Pattinson's shoveling coal. We got the horn going off. Uh, I love the placement because it's not too much. It's not too little. When you forget about it, it comes back. Sometimes right. it's loud. Sometimes it's low. Like, it's really... It's the third character of this movie, and 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 Eggers uh, described the this is from hell to the heavens. So that shot of like they're down there with the fire, and then kind of the tracking shot of it straight up the lighthouse to the light, right? So there's so, this long shot up this winding staircase, like you, yes, to the light that's turning the the lens. Mm-hmm. The lens is turning, um, and now and and there's Defoe with it, with it, yes naked naked stoned or drunk or in some <laughs> catatonic state to ye me beauty trippy trippy trip what is happening in this movie the light is just spinning the lens the lens is just spinning and spinning and patents is walking around the island smoking on his bogues <laughs> uh, and there's this trippy ass scene where He's like walking out and he sees the water and I love he's like approaching the water and like it's f- the light of the water is reflecting off his face and you can mm-hmm. see it moving. It's so creepy. Uh, and all these logs are floating right. out in the water. Here's the foreshadowing. Our, our foreshadowing. Right. The foreshadowing to the lumberjack stuff that's to come. Mm-hmm. And the logs is open up. But, I think it's white pine. I think they said it was just so you have your fun little gnarly oh, bit there. Oh, my, what? That's what he was uh, chopping down. Yeah. That's what was floating in the water. Yeah. Shot. White pine. Yeah. So then that opens up. The logs open up and we have a body. Yeah. A body comes floating, filled with terror. Pattinson's running out, running out. And then he slips under the water completely. And here we see our screaming mermaid. Yes. What is going on in this movie? I remember seeing this. Uh, I think I saw this. Did I see it in theaters? I don't know if I saw it in theaters. I don't think I was able to, but I remember first time watching, I'm like, what is happening? What is yeah. happening? There was one point where it sold me because it's always that midway and if something will happen and I'm like, eh, I don't care for this movie. Or I'm like, oh man, Barbarian did that. Uh, there's always the thing that happens that I'm like, boom, this is my movie. That happens later. We'll get to that later. I can't. Um, I can't wait till we. This is an aside. I can't wait till we get to a movie where it's boom. This is not my movie. And oh I yeah, we're gonna get to it soon. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to it soon. We'll see. We'll see. I can't love everything. I can't love everything. Uh, but after we see our screaming mermaid Pattinson, he wakes up and he's in bed, and he wakes up next to the foe, tells him get his ass to work, and then it lets out. Let's another one rip. Get your ass to work. 
Yeah, I didn't realize how many there. The first time I saw it, I didn't realize how many there were. Oh, how many he's farts ripping there were. ass. He's and, and Robert Eggers wish. says that he he that was on purpose because this movie is so heavy. This movie is so dense. This movie is so dark and sad in a lot of ways that he needed something to pull people from it a little bit deflate the balloon a little bit a fart joke right to pull you pull you out and it works for me it works for me absolutely uh patents is working his ass off he opens up our water bunker this water bunker that essentially is another star of the movie he pours in this huge bag of chemicals he's mixing it you could tell it smells like ass because he's got to be lime right is it lime yeah is it lime yeah i couldn't read the bag something clean i don't know we don't know anything about these types of things we didn't yeah uh, please i'm into our late 1890s research on water supply if my water does not turn on i cry in a corner until somebody (laughs) comes and fixes it for me i'm not putting lime or lime could you imagine if that's what you had to do and it was like at night you go to get that glass of water before bed and it's like ah oh, you know what i gotta go outside i gotta put lie in the yeah no no thank you uh and you can tell it smells like shit but i love that long eerie shot of the dark water just like yes. so much like feeling in every shot it's so awesome uh i love but i love that watering hole a lot happens at that watering hole but then he's fixing the roof yeah more of his duties he finds a hole in the roof and he looks in this hole and he sees defoe humping his mattress which some people would find weird but i do not (laughs) who doesn't hump their mattress i mean he could just be sound asleep and moving around yeah i mean people hump their mattress a lot of things happen in this movie that a lot of people are like oh man this is weird it's like what's weird about this uh nothing wrong with jerking off in a shed i'm just saying So we got Pattinson working his his wheelbarrow. It's full of dirt, um, and that's that. Whatever you were saying with the lens and with the pulling the reds, there are shots in this movie that look like a painting, right? Uh, like a moving picture. It is. It's. I mean, that's what it is. But like, it looks like it's an actual moving photograph. Uh, I love. I love the way this was filmed. I love the way it was done. Um, and then, he, ah, then you run. here we go. Our first beef, the first face off as he's walking yeah. with his barrel face off with the seagull. The, standing the one eyed, one eyed seagull. What? Oh, is it, was it one eye? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll call him one eye. But uh, it, it actually was three seagulls that they used for the movie and their names. We can give them names. They have I was going to say lumpy, humpy and dumpy like the. <laughs> it's uh, lady tramp and Johnny. Shut up. The seagulls no. have names. Three seagulls. They had names and they um they're rescue birds. So they couldn't be they couldn't go back out into the wild again. So they're Lady, Johnny, and who? Tramp. Tramp. Oh, there you go. Tramp and Johnny. Gotcha. So, so we need some sideshow collectible lady, tramp, and Johnny Seagull. Yeah, just tonight. seagulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there's a lot of seagulls in the movie, and, and what they said on the commentary was a lot of that was just they hung around because the crew's there and they got food and they food, got whatever. potato chips, right. Jones so Beach. It, it just kind of happened. So they would end up in shots like perfectly. Perfect. And it was like, wow, we could, you know, this is on the storyboard. And now here it is in real life on its own. That's amazing. Some things are meant to happen, especially with this awesome movie. So he throws a rock at it. Yeah. And uh, he gets attacked bird style, your favorite Hitchcock birds. <laughs> <laughs> starts chewing at him and then it flies off yeah, yeah. but we will meet again yeah so not very soon yeah very yeah soon. yeah 
uh, throughout. Then we, I love this part. This is me. This is me working with my dad. We cut the Pattinson dragging this 55 gallon tank of this big ass, I don't know, oil, fuel, whatever the hell it is, tank up these stairs. One K, one stair at a time. Oh, and making all this noise, just right. dying the whole yeah. time. And this is a long staircase. Yes, 70 feet up in the air. So he drags it up. Yeah. He gets all the way to the top. Uh, and then he seems to get drawn because he's right by the lens. He's right by the light. And he seems to be floating towards it. And then, boom, out of nowhere, Defoe's like, ah, get out of there. You don't go there. Stay away. Oh, and uh, use this little tank instead. And then throws him the little tank. And he's like, use this next time. Bring it down from where you got it. Uh, and then my favorite line of all time, again, me working with my dad. You're too slow. Are you a dullard? <laughs> yeah, no, sir. And then fooled me. Boom. Slams it in his face. Uh, so then we get back to the dinner. Defoe's toasting again. Uh, I believe this time Pattinson does have a drink. Yes. After his long day. And Defoe's like, does it still taste of the head? <laughs> the toilet water? Uh, He's laughing. And Pattinson's not having it. He's grumpy. He's grumpy pants. He had a long day. And Defoe's like, come on. We got to have our laughs now. We, gonna, we got so much work to do. Um, Pattinson's not about it. He doesn't want to talk. And I, lo- I just love all of Defoe's lines. Reckon you're the first. Ye ain't. Right. Ye ain't. So a good. Of, a so lot of good. ye. A lot of ye. Yeah. I love with the witch, too, when he goes back. I love it. I love and then it. I guess apparently he did, he did a lot of research. And there's a writer that he mentions a lot named Sarah Orn Jewett. And she wrote a lot of maritime stories with, like, interviewing sailors and stuff. So uh, in uh, the southern coast of Maine. And so a lot of this stuff kind of comes from that. And obviously he's fully aware that some of it comes in very over the top. He even says in the commentary in someone else's hands, if it's not Defoe's hands, it could be, you know, a little corny, a little too much. It could Clark be the, the pirate, right? It's the bad pirate from Scooby-Doo all of a sudden. Listen, uh, I don't even in understand his hands, yeah. the way he delivers it. It's gold. Sometimes I won't even understand what the hell they are saying, and it doesn't matter because it sounds so cool. It's like Clockwork Orange. You just got to know the slang to get what the hell they're talking about. And, you know, in prep for these episodes, I, I dive deep into it. Uh, so, I you know, I saw it before. I watched it again. Then I watched the um, making of documentary. Then I watched it with commentary. Uh, listened to the soundtrack on vinyl before we before we jumped on but what i didn't do when i wanted to do was watch it uh subtitled watch it captioned so i could see all, all of what they had to say um you have plenty of opportunities well maybe we'll do around uh two years later with you know subtitles and commentary going with throughout the the, the show i feel like i want to memorize one of these speeches just so i could like whip it out out of nowhere and that you're gonna take that uh, what i just said whip it out of nowhere uh-huh. <laughs> add something else to it but just in in real life just if you could have that tirade for the sake of how golden these lines are i mean, i have only like one or two because he'll just go on for three minutes ranting and you just have to watch this like defoe needs a, a emmy or a grammy or whatever the movie award is for it's this an movie. it's an oscar you an had, oscar you had yeah I, I'm uncultured swine. Yeah, whatever it is. The other ones were music, I guess. 
Well, uh, the, yeah, the, the Emmy is uh, TV. Uh, whatever. So Defoe's talking about his old sailor's life. One of his many times he's ta- telling his stories about his old life. Uh, talking about it's necessary to drink so you don't go crazy. Yeah. If only, if only that worked for them. Uh, and he says, it, it, Pattinson, he says it, it makes the workers stupider when they're drunk. And this is when they they have their laugh and they share their moment. Ha, 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 ha. And then we get into it. He's asked Defoe about his partner. What happened to him? Mm, he died. Went mad, he did. Raving about sirens and bad omens, which we're hearing and seeing in this movie already. Uh, he, he believed there was some enchantment in the light. Salvation said he yeah Woo! shut up it's so all right good. there it's all right so there so good uh i love it i love it his delivery so good um but pat's is not having it tall tales mm, you think you think you crazy fucker the defoe's like i seen you sparring with a gull best to leave it be yeah bad luck bad luck to kill a seabird yes more tall tales what pop defoe gets up and slaps him in the face bad luck to kill a seabird and you know what's crazy i i could be insane very well but in that scene i paused it because after he jumps up the shadow behind pattinson Mm. looks like to me it looked like defoe's shadow and not Pattinson's shadow that's some weird shit and I was like wait well he's in you know that's not the right direction for that or whatever but for a second I was like and I went back and looked at it again I'm like I don't know maybe that right so this is where it starts to give you Mm, who's who what's who what's happening and neither of them are accurate reporters in any way shape or form drunks can't trust them no they are they 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 have a uh they're both hiding things and telling weird stories uh and then we cut the pads in his bed and the gulls right there knocking tap, at tap, his tap. window practical effects training a seagull to tap on that window amazing yeah, so was that that was a real seagull yeah oh yeah yeah they're all real yeah they're that's just amazing. trained they're trained that's incredible was this light lady johnny or or, or tramp <laughs> i don't know uh, but it can, the specifics it can see the idol it can see the statue in the bed uh, and then again, we cut the pads and cranking one out in the shed, which yeah. people are like, what's going on? I mean, I'm like, what else is there to do there? But is that the shed or was that the, is that the bathroom? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Was it the bathroom? I don't know. There's one that might be one in the bathroom, one in the shed. He, he, he kind of, he has a tendency to be cranking it all over the place on this Island, which again, I understand. <laughs> There's nothing not not understand about that. So when he's done, you know, he comes out and he's smoking a bogue and he looks up and we see the foe naked, like ass cheeks out in the light tower. Yeah. Um, Just weird. Comes out of the light tower. He's looking down at him and like no words exchange. Well, he's hiding. Pattinson's hiding. So he, yes. So, so he that's how do you get the pureness of that light? I mean, you mm-hmm. got to be naked to soak in all the pure ass cheeks were out. <laughs> uh, so then, you know, we got Pattinson doing more work and Defoe pops in. Get ready because another one's coming. You've been neglecting your duties. 
nah, nah, boom, brings him in the house. And he's like, this is messed up, right? I don't have the whole speech, but this is one of the first times Defoe goes off on yes. Pattinson. Yeah. Let's him have the business. And what is of- Defoe doing? What is he doing? What is Thomas Wake doing all day long? I mean, he's 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 got his notes. He's got a man light. He's got a fart. He's got to sleep. He's got a maybe he's cooking their terrible dinners. He's old, so I'm sure he gets to do less. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, those, those notes to jump ahead real quick, but those entries in that journal Mm -hmm. are are actual entries from White House Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. The accuracy is, yeah. Like you said, spot on. And they made, and they wrote out all all of that. So somewhere that exists with all these different entries that we don't hear, but you don't even, so they went through all that work, but then they don't even show it really doesn't exist yeah but they have somewhere that book sits with all those stories i'm sure it's in robert egger's house or some shit (laughs) but they have this amazing back and forth pattinson is pissed he says he cleaned it defoe does not give a fuck he says you will do every single thing i tell you to do and you will like it yeah and as he's screaming at him spit is coming out of his mouth and he's spitting in pattinson's face right spitting on him Swab dog, swab calls Pattinson a dog one of many times throughout this movie. Uh, so Pattinson's working his ass off, miserable in the pouring rain. They're eating dinner in silence, and we have this shining moment where they're eating, and Pattinson's just sitting there in silence, looking at the floor. And you got this eerie music playing in the background. And it's just this long ass shot of them. And like, he is losing his shit. If yeah. he hasn't already lost it. Uh, and and this movie is super intense, obviously. Um, and, and it's funny. I think when I first saw it, I, I loved it. But I was like, it, it's slow. And I like slow movies. Like, I'm 100% okay with that. Having rewatched it a few times, it doesn't feel slow to me anymore because now I know everything that's coming and we're building and this building of this tension and all this kind of stuff in in the beginning, you know, with the long speeches and and stuff like that, you've got to really have that moment, like you said, where you're all in and absorb it. And if you don't absorb it, you're like, oh, this is a lot of talking and it's just two guys. But once you're in, once you unlock that door and and go in, it's like, wow, there's a lot going on. So this dialogue, it hooked me, but I still wasn't in. I still wasn't in uh, while this dialogue, I was like, this is cool. This is cool. I just want this movie. I needed a home run to get hit. That was a really good. That was a really good one, but I I needed a big home run. But and we're getting we're going to get to it. Uh, We cut to the boys painting the lighthouse in this shitty pulley rig thing that they got yeah and they uh, never finish painting like they just now yeah, <laughs> just yeah, not, and yeah pat says he's like complaining about it and, and defoe's like shut up just you're, you're 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 making good notes in me book or whatever yeah yeah um and then and then the whole rig breaks and pattinson falls 20 feet 30 feet whatever to the floor um and he wakes up we meet once again with a seagull on his leg i'm not sure if it's lady tramp or johnny Uh, but it starts pecking his leg and he slaps it off. The beef continues with these bastards. Uh, And then the boys (laughs) are at dinner. And uh, this is when we start learning our characters' names and I'll try to go by their names. Uh, Pattinson wants to be known as Ephraim Winslow. Right. So 
Can we jump ahead? Because I'm so curious. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Who's Ephraim Winslow? I, I think I think it's it's the dead the dead log guy. I just jumped way ahead. I just yeah. I think it's him. I think it's him. Uh, but it's all right. Uh, this whole thing is spoilers anyway. But I think that it might be. He right. he explains it at some point, but I didn't 100 percent catch that explanation either. But I'm I'm pretty sure that was that dude's name. Right. Uh, so Defoe's like, what brings you here? We're now we're getting into that whole backstory of his life. Uh, he was working big timber up north. <laughs> and Defoe's not about that life. He loves the sea too much. Uh, but now because his because of his bum leg, which has a lot of different stories behind it, mm-hmm. uh, he's a wiki and a wiki he'll stay. Right. He loves his lighthouse. Uh, he asked Ephraim, why why are you working at the lighthouse? Why are you here? Uh, did your foreman did your foreman feel you were too odd tempered? to carry an axe a very good line yes and that's had to have happened too by the way right they get on that job and be like "Uh, i don't know sean's a little off today maybe have him operate something else rather than the actual axe and considering what happens with an axe in this movie great foreshadowing right there and they're just joking around uh but we learn that ephraim just wants to save his earnings he wants to get a place of his own uh, and then he asked the foe, why is it bad luck to kill a gull? Um, Inums the souls of dead sailors. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I learned things <laughs> watching this movie. Uh, we cut the Pattinson in bed. He can't sleep. He needs to smoke a bogue. He goes, he reaches in his shirt. And there's nothing there. God damn it. Got to walk his ass all the way over to the lighthouse going grabs his cigs and he looks up and this is where this this is kind of where the movie again like kind of pulled me in because is was this like, your moment no not yet because I, I was still like what is happening because yeah. we look up and we see willem defoe's feet right and he sounds like he's rubbing one out which again i understand and this viscousy weird ass fluid starts leaking down which i can only assume is jism uh, and then we hear this weird ass noise, right? And an octopus tentacle slithers by, like, pfft. right? I, I was, I was like, and again, I was like, this could either fall off for me. This better get, re- this better have a cool thing happen. Like yeah. that was cool, but I wanted to know what and why and how. Um, but still, I was still very interested. That's yeah. a lot of tent. That's a lot of tentacle slime. That yeah, comes down. I, is it tentacle slime? Is this? I don't know. I I, I I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm <laughs> calling it rot. Uh, uh, I'm calling it defogism. Uh Yeah, yeah. I guess it could be uh, tentacle slime or whatever. But you know, they get the zoom in on Pattinson's eye. He see the, the thing slithers by, and like he's like, "What? What?" Like you see the shock in his eye. He is freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here we go. This is where I'm sold. Okay, this is where I'm sold. We cut to him. You know, f- he wakes up. He wakes up in bed after having this freak out, seeing the tentacles, the jism, everything. He's in bed. He wakes up, uh, and he goes to pump more water, and it's coming out, and it's black, and right. it's muddy, and he's like, Ugh. just like he said. Ugh. He goes to the sump outside, and the gull lands on this water sump. They have a face off. The shit hits the fan. It starts biting Ephraim Winslow. 
He grabs it by the legs and smashes the shit out of this goal yeah, for over an and over. uncomfortable amount of time. Over and over. Bah, 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 bah. Guts. Cho- Hershey's chocolate syrup smashed all over the place. Dude, right. I was like... I'm in. I don't I don't encourage the abuse of animals. I just found this to be the wildest shit I've seen in a movie in a long time. <laughs> um, that was it for me. That was it. How far back were you sold already? You were sold before the the, the gull, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think the, when you were in, I think the tentacle stuff probably okay. kind of sold it a little so bit. A few more minutes so. before. OK, I was definitely I, I think I was more horrified by the, the seagull moment um but it's it's gripping and when you re-watch it you just there's so much going on with this guy and we're building this moment and this the seagull's really done like barely anything to him he tapped on the window a little he got in his way once I mean, he was biting him he started attacking him at the water i mean but it was his pant leg i mean it, you know it wasn't, it wasn't uh well i mean again Bad then luck. at the watering hole, he goes at him a little bit more. Obviously. He definitely goes at him a lot at the watering hole. He does. He does. Uh, uh, so I'm not going to say he had it coming, but he definitely, listen, he fucked with the wrong guy because he from Winslow is a psychopath. I guess. But after the gull dies, what do we see? We get this eerie music. Doom. Something horrible is about to happen. The camera pans up. I love this shot. Camera pans up the lighthouse scary ass music we see the what the weather vane what yep, is it and, it, and the wind changes and, direction yep it, it's blowing one way flat 180 degrees the other way so now we're we're in it now you're in it you did it you killed a seabird it gets creepy i mean it's been creepy but that that shot alone still mm-hmm. tentacles dead seagulls winds changing i have no idea what is really happening in this movie even at the end we'll get to that later uh but Again, the foe comes up, telling Ephraim, the winds have changed. There's dirty weather knocking about. Yeah. Uh, they got a bunch of work to do. They got to prep for the storm. Uh, they're eating dinner, having a few toasts, and then boom, they're going glass for glass, glass for glass, getting mighty drunk, uh, singing, dancing, stoked to be going home, getting off of this rock finally. Uh, the smoking cigs. The talking and, uh, you know, just having a chat. And Defoe goes, at times I thought you'd split my head in two, <laughs> but you're a good kid. Mm. Now more foreshadowing. He goes, one and, day you'll, yeah. And now physically split his head in two, or is Robert Pattinson mentally split his head in two? Who, who knows if any of this right? is happening? Right. So yeah. maybe that's. He, he gives us a lot with no answers and lets us play in this world. And I'm and glad I'm only it. visiting this world. I'm, yeah. I don't want to live in this world. It is scary. It is scary. Robert Eggers' worlds are always gnarly <laughs> as hell. Uh, and he goes, one day you'll tend the light. And Ephraim's like, well, why haven't I? Yeah. Uh, they get into this big yelling match, but they, they laugh it off. They're drunk. Uh, and he asked Defoe his name. So now we finally get another name. Thomas Wick. Call me Tom. I think it's Wake. Is, is it, it Wake or Wick? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You figured we looked this up. <laughs> We're going to do this. 
right I thought here. He, I thought he was saying wiki. Yeah, you want to look it up? We'll take it. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll kill some time while you while you look it up. I'm pretty sure. I'll double check it. Yeah, I think it's Thomas Wick. Maybe it's Wake. I'm, I mean, at least I'm close. It's Wake. Yeah, time. it's Wake. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Thomas and, and, and I had in my notes, too, because awake is something where you're presiding over the dead right the dead yeah yeah and yeah. also just awake with water and yeah wave or something right yeah. yeah so it's got it's got that double meaning but they are wikis wikis yeah, okay so it's thomas wake i'm probably gonna get this all mixed up so the boys cheer they're getting off this damn rock and then the eerie music kicks in so Ephraim wakes up on the floor drunk as hell with his pants around his ankles for some reason mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to piss in the pots, and they are just full of shit and piss or whatever's in there. A full-ass Snickers bar is sitting in one of them pots. Uh, and he goes on the rocks and in the stupidest fashion, tosses all of it into the wind, and it blows right back in his face. <laughs> and the scream he lets out is, again, one I completely can relate he to. He lets out two amazing screams in this movie. Two absolutely blood curdling. Oh, I get the second one is at the end. I'm assuming. Yes. 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 That I love movies rarely make me really feel uncomfortable. And this movie did that a lot. A lot. Uh so Ephraim's doing his work all around the island, pouring rain. Uh he stumbles upon a body wrapped in seaweed. And then our horns start going off again. And what is the body that is wrapped in the seaweed? That's our mermaid. It's the little mermaid. The little mermaid. (laughs) Uh, She starts shrieking. Ephraim runs off in a panic. And I love this. He comes in the house and Tom Wake is like, what are you screaming for? You smell a shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in in the script, they're written... The, their character names aren't aren't in there, and they're just written as old and young. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which Why? is really interesting. Right? Why? Which exactly. is really interesting, right? So it could be taken as the old lighthouse keeper and the young one, mm-hmm. or just you know they're one and the same. But mm-hmm. it's written as old and young. A lot of a lot of weird mystery in this movie. Then we cut to our boys outside in the rain, waiting for the boat. Yes, pouring rain. And that was an actual. So that was actually happening at that time when they storm that rain that's not fake rain that don't look like studio rain no that's that's really happening at that time on the slippery rocks um incredible incredible how do they set up the 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 equipment in that way it's just it's incredible um and then we cut to them back in the house they didn't come (laughs) dreadful music horrible storm crashing against the rocks uh Ephraim's working. Uh Wick comes freaking out, freaking out. Uh Thomas Wick comes freaking out. The dam's gotten to the provisions. Mm-hmm. All the food's rotting. We need to ration. And then the shit gets crazier again. Ephraim Winslow's like, it's only been a day. And Thomas Wick is like, I've been telling you this for weeks, weeks. Relief is only coming if we can wait out the storm. And then he tells a story of guys who were trapped there for seven months. Insane. 
Ephraim's not he's not buying it. He's he's losing his mind. He thinks he's been it's been a day, yeah. uh, but it's been weeks already. And this so, my this movie pl- plays with your time, what time of day it is. All of that stuff is not very clear and intentional to keep you kind of off a little bit throughout it. Um, so, and I don't know who to believe at that point. Do you know who to believe? No, I absolutely don't. not. No, I, I, I don't know who. Yeah, it just can't because I. The thing about this movie is you need to watch it many times because each each time you pick up on something else that's weirder that you might not have noticed the first time. Right. Um. So they're digging for the rations, and the rations turns out to be all liquor. <laughs> so they're good. They're good. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. the good stuff. You're yeah, good that, yeah, it's like that, that's like they buried a pound of weed for me. If I was, if, <laughs> uh, we gotta go out and dig. Uh, so they're sorting through everything, and again, Thomas Wake is talking about his bum leg. And while he's telling the story, uh, Ephraim Winslow grabs a little knife, and he calls Thomas Wake on a story about his leg because he told a different one in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to the boys. They're wasted. They're drunk. Uh, and then again, another Oscar women winning performance. Is it Oscar? Is it which one is yeah, it? Yeah, you got that right. Yeah. Uh, from Thomas Wake, Willem Dafoe. They get into in this argument about his lobster. They're drunk. They're wasted. I don't. I still don't even know what they're 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 fighting about. Right. Um, and he refuses. Ephraim refuses to say that he is fond of Willem Dafoe's lobster. And we get our epic moment. Hark! triton hark <laughs> and the thunder cracks yeah he goes on this t- what two and a half three minute rant, rant. yeah a rant uh, based on what based on an actual sea prayer they use like framework of an actual sea prayer for that so yeah and apparently it was a little longer too they kind of cut some out but yeah just goes and what off. is the framework of it like it's 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 how ephraim is going to what be banished to the yes. darkness of the sea yeah and not even his name will remain something just ridiculous yeah with the dial but the lighting the lighting okay what you were saying what the bulb or whatever mm-hmm. the way they have it lit so there's like a dark bag under willem defoe's eyes there's yep. the shadow there's his silhouette on the back of the wall it is again like a moving picture it is so so beautifully done um he goes off on him and then we, he wraps it up with e from like all right i like your cooking <laughs> and then it just cuts then it just cuts for no reason some of the things that happen in this movie are just so beyond weird to me have you have you ever had a, a roommate before sean you have roommates mm, sort of sort in of, a way yeah. yeah so i mean i've had i've had roommates in the past and and certainly had some weird weird evenings uh where weird fights came up or or disagreements or something like that i never had was never able to pull off an epic rant like that he Um, did phenomenal and like that's if if there's one thing to see this movie for it's that rant that he goes on because it is just if the seagull didn't get me that rant that he did would have uh so it was awesome awesome uh then we cut to ephraim in the winding stairwell staring at the light losing his mind some would say that the stairwell was his winding into madness yes um or searching for salvation yeah yes salvation said he 
So he's going to get the, uh, he wants to steal the key. He's had enough. He needs to get into this, this light. So he's going to steal the key from Thomas Wake. Uh, but instead, he's going to reach for the key and then decides to take a left turn, call it audible, and pulls out a very sharp knife and starts slowly approaching Thomas Wake with it, makes a noise, and wakes him up. Mm-hmm. Your butt, and, looks at, and he wakes up and looks at the knife and looks back at him. It's yeah. like, you are busted. And like instead of a fight breaking out, instead of anything, he's like, you got work to do. Turns around, farts in his face, and falls back asleep. <laughs> Can't be the first time that's happened to, to oh yeah people wanting to stab him for being yeah. a bastard yeah. yeah uh so ephraim's laughing his ass off he's slipping into madness very shining-esque he's drinking his ass off uh hmm. we get these crazy shots of him he's banging the mermaid he's yeah. spanking to the mermaid idol right uh uh then we got this guy with the blonde hair we see the back of his head this blonde yeah. hair who is this we don't know who this blonde hair man is we see the back of his head I assume um, that's it, the real Ephraim. Ephraim Winslow. I think so, unless I'm wrong. I'm probably am. Uh, and then Patterson blows his load, throws the the mermaid idol, breaks it into <laughs> pieces. Um, and there's a cut of him while all this is happening, pulling up a lobster pot. Uh, and he opens up the lobster pot, and there's a head inside the lobster pot. Dun, dun, dun. Whose head is that? What is happening in this movie? It, every five minutes, some weird shit is happening. And that's so that's what William Defoe's head, and is and it, it William Defoe's head? Yes, and they oh, kind okay. of based it on uh, an Albert Durer, who's a, a famous illustrator artist, um, and he did something with tentacles and like stag horns and stuff like that. So he kind of used Eggers uses a lot of art as inspiration. For piece for shots, we'll get to one a little bit later. Um, but yeah, that's and he has like kind of the crown on. He's got like almost like a little bit of a crab crown type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what you're talking about, Willem Dafoe? Yes. Yep. Later on, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, now when he pulls up the head, there's a there's a weirdness. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so when he pulls it out of the lobster pot, yeah, I didn't know that was Willem Dafoe's head. Uh, but we cut to uh, Wake and, and Ephraim Winslow drinking drunk as hell, like psychotic drunk. Ephraim Winslow's like singing, but he's not singing. He's just going just scary, scary drunk. Which are actual words. They are actual words. It's, oh, really? It's, it's some like lumberjack song. You know. Yeah. It's funny about. you should say that because uh, Robert Eggers says in the commentary that you'll think he's ranting. But if you watch it, I, I guess this we do need to watch it with the, the captions on. I think I feel like. It's an actual song that he's he's kind of singing, but it just it's this maniacal rant. Drunken, yeah. yeah, losing again, losing his mind. So we cut to, to the boys there. Now they're dancing together. They're singing together. OK, uh, they go to kiss each other for some reason. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. Sexual frustration. The, the boys are spanking. They're all over the island, jerking off. <laughs> the foe is up with his ass yeah. cheeks out in the lighthouse. Sexual frustration. Jail. This is what happened. I get it. I get it. Uh, so they they begin fighting because they, they they don't want to make out. They they begin fighting. Uh, so then it cuts to the boys. They're drunk on the floor. And Ephraim's like, I lied. Yeah. I'm not Ephraim Winslow. I'm Thomas Howard. Yeah. Uh, can I trust you? 
don't go spilling your beans to me. <laughs> um, and he spills his beans. He spills yeah. his beans. Ephraim Winslow, who is now Thomas Howard. I'm going to write that down because I might forget later. Uh, he spills his beans. Uh, he wanted to do him in. He let this guy die. I'm assuming the guy is the blonde dude. Ephraim by, by the way, I love the idea that uh, spilling your beans is a catchphrase that William Defoe would have. When he's farting through this entire movie, it's <laughs> of a course he'd make beans references. Yeah, I have a text thread with my my friends, and we're obsessed with this movie. And uh, the text thread is called Beans. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, he let this guy die. All right. Uh, Ephraim Winslow, Thomas Howard. He watched this dude get swallowed by the laws or killed him. Okay, so yeah, I'm not exactly sure how he did him in. Because right. in the flashback, they show him like poking him with this wooden stick, sort of. They just mm -hmm. show the motion of the stick. But yeah. the way he describes it, he's like, he saw the, you know, I saw the slip coming and he didn't. And I didn't mm -hmm. say nothing. And he got swallowed by them logs. I, I, I Again, I feel like this is all that slang that they're saying that I don't understand what yeah. they're saying, but I mean something. Um, So he lets this guy die. He gets swallowed by the logs. He did him in. Um, and then he took his name, I think. I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. He took his name. Uh, so he's looking around, and you see, you don't, you don't see Thomas Wake, you don't see Willem Dafoe. You just hear, "Why'd you spill your beans?" <laughs> Evil aura surrounding, even more so than there has been this entire movie, right? Because um, he was kind of okay with not knowing the truth, like just play along like just you can be that guy that's fine yeah just drink mm -hmm. with me and let's let's have a good time i'm gonna tell you some stories that see stories that are probably not true or exaggerated but let's hang out we got four weeks or longer whatever it ends up being and let's make the best of it but you know pattinson comes in intense from the moment he walks in there he's super intense yeah yeah he's a young dude he's not stoked he's obviously had a troubled past uh, then we get this really artsy vision, which, again, another cool thing that I really do not. I don't know if I understand it, but you got Pattinson. He's up in the light tower and there's his body on the floor and Pattinson picks it up and it's him. Mm -hmm. And then they both turn around and there's naked Willem Dafoe with like what the light shining out of his face into their right. faces. And what's crazy. So this was based off an actual painting from 1904 oh. by Sasha Snyder. And it's if you find the painting, I can send it to you. We'll put a link. We can put a link in the show notes to to some of this stuff. I think for we haven't done it for the other ones, but I, I feel like we probably should do it for this one because there's something else I'm going to get to later, which I think we could link to as well. Um, and it has the light coming out of his eyes, and it's kind of almost very close to that shot. That's just an amazing shot, absolutely amazing shot. I love it. I don't know what it means, but I love it. But I'm glad to know that it was something because at least it has some reference and meaning to something. Right. But then we cut to Pattinson. He's dragging the little boat out. He wants to get the hell out of there to escape. Uh, and here comes the foe. Don't leave me. <laughs> That's me. That's me. I'm clingy. Somebody they'd be trying to get away. We got to get away from Sean. And I'm just like, no, don't leave me. <laughs> he axes the shit out of the boat. This is Willem right. Dafoe axing the boat. Okay. Just, just a reference to what's going to happen later. Um, he chases after Pattinson with an axe. Very Shining-esque again. Mm -hmm. um, you're abandoning your post. 
I'm going to yeah. report you. Whenever things get tight, he, he he goes managerial on them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, upper management. <laughs> uh, and Pattinson tells Defoe he know he knows that Defoe killed his old partner because he thinks that that's the head that he found in the lobster pot. Yeah, he's like, I found the head in the lobster pot. Uh, I you you drove your other your other worker mad with your mermaids and your trinkets. Uh, I want to know what you're hiding up in that light. Yeah. And Defoe's like, you're insane. I knew you were insane when you were just chasing me with that axe. Hmm. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Who's chasing who? Yeah. And what are you and trying to get away from? And is he losing his mind or am I losing mine? Am right. I questioning what I just saw with my own two eyes? I love this movie. I love this movie. Uh, Defoe says, how long have we been on this rock? Five weeks? Two days? Help me recollect. <laughs> Where are we? Fire right here. I'm probably a figment of your imagination. You're probably up north right now, knee deep in snow, talking to yourself like a maniac. Hmm. Is this our movie? Right. Is this what's happening? Right. Well, when we get to the end, I have a few. Okay. Few okay. Ones. Okay. That that hook, line, and sinker. Is this all? Is this all going on in his head? Um. But then, more importantly than all of that, we're out of drink. Mm -hmm. What do they do? I love this. They make drink. This. They make drink. Do you know what they make it with? Turpentine and honey. <laughs> insane they are chugging. and it's actually it has a name it's called fuse oil so it's actually something people kind of like drank but like insane like you know parties ending we forgot to buy more beer hey don't worry i've got all this honey and a bunch of turpentine Let, let's have nothing could go wrong i mean that it's got to be immediately killing brain cells immediately when you start drinking that right and hallucinating and all of that so you know, we'll get to all thoughts on, on the movie unto itself. But if, if, if Robert Pattinson was by himself there and William Defoe doesn't exist and he's having turpentine and honey fuse oil drinks, I mean, you can go places, right? I wonder if there's a drink at a bar called fuse oil. There has I wonder. to be. There has to be. Uh, they're losing their mind drinking this shit, pounding on their chest. Woo! Maybe if you get a drink named after you. We'll call it fuse oil. Right, because uh, I don't know if people know, but you already have a sandwich. I got the sandwich, the Hail Sean at Mission Sandwich in Brooklyn. If you're out there, uh, check out Mission Sandwich and get the Hail Sean or any of the amazing sandwiches at Mission Sandwich. <laughs> that was that was totally not planned, by that the was, way. Uh, yeah, yeah. We are not but being that paid was really that good. You're, prof you're professional. Very yeah. Good. So Very a big good. storm is crashing into everything. They're drunk. They're losing their minds. These freaks are under a table laughing like maniacs. Hmm. Huge wave crashes in the window, floods their entire shanty. Uh, we wake up their entire, their quarters are destroyed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pattinson, he's taking a leak in like half the half the bucket, half the floor. It's flooded anyway. Right, the bucket's matter. floating in yeah, the water, does, right? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't uh, matter. And then he pukes in his own piss and this flood water. Yeah. Uh, and while he's puking, floats by our book, 
from your locked cabinet. Here it is. Uh, He's been keeping it locked up the whole movie. Pattinson's been kind of like eyeballing this thing the whole movie. So now he's reading it and he's pissed. This will go on your permanent record. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then we have our our other favorite dialogue scene here where now Pattinson goes off on Defoe. Uh, Everything you say is horse shit. Mm. Another thing. I love Pattinson. All right. He's great in this movie and I think he's great in Batman. But his fucking... His accent mm-hmm. fluctuates throughout this movie, and in this part, he sounds like he's kind of from Boston. So it's know. weird. So this is based on an actual accent that they found. This weird, like coastal Maine accent. Yeah. Okay. And, and it kind of has those touches, like he had like a vocal coach and stuff. So it actually is a weird accent, kind of an amalgamation of other accents together. So because he said that's why it sounds like that. Everything you say is horse shit. And yeah, I'm like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you were never a captain. I'm sick of you and your laugh and your snoring and your farts. <laughs> you smell like piss, jism, rotten dick, curdled foreskin. Uh, yeah, just phenomenal, phenomenally written. And then he screams about the farts again, right? Yeah, and your farts. Again. I've had it with your farts. And he's shaking the thing. And you could tell that they just picked a, like a random take of that. And like, yeah. I feel like the way it flows is uh, is great. And then he just goes off and Defoe's like, well, you're relieved of your duties. Uh, Patton's like, that's fine. That's fine. Here's your little stupid book. So insane, right? I'm going to fire you. While we're trapped here. While we're here, you're fired. In the lighthouse. Imagine that uncomfortable dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So he reads the book. He's hostile. He's missing. This one's my favorite. Habitual self-abuse. Right. And again, the actual entries from journals. of. Oh, cool. Oh, so so there were dudes making entries. that There were guys jerking off in the shed at the lighthouse. That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, drunk on duty, which he he didn't want to take the drink. Defoe made no. him drink, and then he no. reported him as drunk on duty. Uh, request severance without pay. That's it. That's Pat brutal. Had it. That is brutal. Are you trying to are you trying to end me? He's he was trying to do his job. He was shining up those tanks at one point and stuff. Like he was, you know. So he's on. mad. He's mad, but he's not mad too long because immediately after like being incredibly pissed that he's getting severed without pay who cares who cares just show me the light yeah i'll beg i'll beg if i have to i do not just let me see the light uh (laughs) and then this again defoe amazing dialogue nope you're not gonna you're not getting up that light you're a joke uh, what are you going to do? Kill me like you killed that gull? You murdering dog? You changed the winds on us. Will you kill me like you killed Ephraim Winslow? You filthy dog? Just mm-hmm. so, so good. So good. Uh, they're beating each other up. Fight breaks out. Um, and then for a second, we get the flash of we see Ephraim Winslow's face. Yeah. Um, yep. then, it, then, it, then it turns to the mermaid. Uh Oh, so 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 they're fighting as they're fighting, right? So he's punching him. He's punching him. First punch, you see Ephraim Winslow. The second punch, you see the mermaid. The third punch, we see Willem Dafoe as like this underwater. What is this? Like, is he know. a king, a queen? I don't know. 
uh, and the <laughs> octopus tentacles are like surrounding uh, Ephraim Winslow or whatever Pattinson as he's beating on him. Um, and then he's like, you're killing me. You're killing me. Mm-hmm. So he stops. He doesn't want to kill him. He doesn't need a dead body he has to bury yet, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then, boom. Now, Bark. Now, who's the dog? Yeah. Pattinson makes Willem Dafoe bark. Get up. Walk on all fours. And he walks him to an already freshly dug casino Joe Pesci style open grave. Right, well, that's where their provisions were. Mm-hmm. Oh, son of a... <laughs> Uh, let it be the running theme in the show where I have no idea what's going on in a movie. So they so they dug them up, they just left the hole, and then boom, that's you're the new provisions. That's convenient. That's pretty funny. Uh, so then yeah, um, and again, Defoe, give this man his his award. oh, just taking shovels of dirt in the face, dirt in his mouth. He's Amazing. in the he's in the grave, Amazing. and he's just saying, "Do you know what this monologue is about? Is it just like death? I guess." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't research that, but yep, I would he's feel like eating it dirt. He's he it, and the camera. It's all it's up, and it's slowly zooming in on his face, and it doesn't cut away, and it doesn't move, and there's dirt getting shoveled in his mouth, and he's chewing it so he could finish and get the line out, and you see him go. Ugh. And fucking swallow. You see him swallow a, a chunk yeah, of dirt. Eat, he's eating dirt, hundred percent. And then Pat, Pattinson jumps, go ends up jumping in the hole. And and for a second, did you think, like you figured Defoe was dead, and now he's got guilt, right? And he was going to save him. Yeah, you thought try to save him, but what what is he? He was a good guy. What is he going after instead? The, the movie's called the lighthouse (laughs) he's going after one goddamn thing and it's those keys to the lighthouse yeah but most importantly and here's what i would do it's like all right i got what i wanted i sure could use me a smoke he goes and realizes (laughs) ah shit uh, i don't have my cigarettes again yeah so he goes back to the shanty and he's got to get his bogues because you can't go see the lighthouse without having a fresh bogue uh and boom, here comes Willem Dafoe. He's not dead. The light belongs to me. <laughs> Shining with an axe. Fwap, right in the what? Shoulder? Yeah, right in the shoulder. <laughs> Scuffle breaks out, bleeding all over the place. Patton takes the axe. Pattinson takes the axe and is referenced many times in this movie. Splits Dafoe's head in two with the axe. Splat. Blood shoots up. Uh, you don't see it happen, but you hear it. The noise they use is amazing, and the splatter effect is phenomenal. And they said apparently they when they filmed it, there was a he he swung that axe, and there was a magnet there, and the axe hit the magnet, and then they splattered up. You know, they shot their stuff up to get it like that weight of it being pulled in. I love this really movie. cool. We're not done yet, but I love this movie. We're almost <laughs> done. Uh, so he does his final cheers. So gangster. So he couldn't get the cheers right for the whole movie because there's a lot of lines and stuff. Yeah. He finally gets the lines right. He's got a cigarette, right? And in the same hand, cigarette and turpentine and like drinking the turpentine and smoking a bogue. Like that is so like mafia. I mean, you're about to blow yourself up probably, right? Yeah. I was like that he could drop one little <laughs> ember in there and, and yeah. explode everything. Ooh. Uh, so he makes his way up to the lighthouse. He opens the hatch, and we got the huge spinning lens. I have bulb, but it's the lens. <laughs> and this is it. This is the f- this is it. 
we have I, been waiting now lens and then he opens the hatch to the yeah, lens it, I, it opens by itself i think right yeah it opens by itself we've waited the entire movie for this moment and the hatch opens did you what did you what did you think was going to be in the hatch before we get to it so i had at this point i really had no idea of it being clear i, I thought it would be something mermaid related or something uh maybe a vision of something uh I, I don't know i i at this point i really had no idea what to expect because we were so thrown around in this film what what did you think was in there uh what's that syndrome where you know that you saw something one way but it turns out it's another way the effect the mandela effect is that what yeah. it is i don't know if that's it but i saw i, sure. I something like that uh i could have swore when i first saw this movie an arm came out of oh yeah the, of the bulb yeah of the lens but i guess that never happened because it never happened any other time i saw it i'm like didn't that happen um but yeah so it opens up and we see his face he's just looking so we're looking from the bulb's perspective at robert pattinson and we right. just see his face lit up right. and he slowly sticks his hand in and then like phenomenally done in his like reactions yeah Blood curdling scream, pleasure. Insane. It's fear. It's, it's screaming. It's vibrating. The scream is vibrating. Everything. It's distorting. It's clipping. Right. It is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable as the the seagull smashing. It's uncomfortable. Like it is just. It's insane. It's like what? Yeah, salvate. If you if you touched if you touched the most powerful thing, in the universe. Yes. Uh, and I mean, what do you think he saw in there? It had to be the greatest thing ever. Was it? Was it Godzilla fifty four? Oh, <laughs> was, was it? Was it? Was it Hogan Rock WrestleMania eighteen? I was think it, it's something incomprehensible. Was it Pornhub? The what, human what mind that couldn't even comprehend. So he screams. He lets out these ridiculous screams. All right, and he falls. He falls down the staircase. Some say you hear his leg break mm. when he falls to mm. signify. Uh, Thomas Wake's broken leg. Oh, some say, some say. Although we never saw Thomas Wake's. No, he just says he's got a bum leg. Yeah. Um. So he falls, and we cut the black, and then we come back, and again, running theme. Things happen in movies. I don't know what. I don't know why, but I think it's cool. He's outside. He goes from in the lighthouse to outside. Mm -hmm. He's naked. He's being eaten and shit on by gulls. Yeah. Uh, they're eating his guts. They're pulling at his intestines. His they're eyelids gonna... are gone, right? Oh, is the eyelids gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a mob, a mob so, of seagulls. So when Robert Eggers talks about this, he talks about it makes a lot of reference to Prometheus in Greek mythology. So Prometheus was like a titan uh, and god of fire, um, and he was credited with the creation of humanity. Uh, but he defies the gods by stealing fire and giving it to mankind, right? So we have this light, we have whatever. And because of this, Zeus, which some would say is very Willem Dafoe in this movie, sentences him to eternal torment. And he's chained to a rock where this eagle shows up every day and eats at him. And then he's a god, so he reforms and he eats at him again. And it just goes over eternal torment, right? So this is like the ending of Krampus, we're in the snow globe, and we had this argument in the first episode. <laughs> Eternal torment. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. 
um, over and over again. And, 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 you know, there's, I, I was excited to talk to you about this because there's all these theories and ideas that we have, we have for this. Right. Um, well, I mean, then it cuts to black. They eat them, and then it cuts to black. Yeah, and that's it. We just hear the the gulls, and then yeah. that great music that don't yeah. like. It's like sounds like they're playing it on a milk box guitar, <laughs> uh, and it's like it is such, and that's it. I mean, I'm standing up in my living room, doing round of applause, doing right. whistle with the mouth thing if I could do it. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 yeah. And then I was looking it up and then I'm telling all my buddies about it and they're looking up all the things and this, all the things, the ideas that I have sprinkled throughout this were all, I, you know, discussions I've had with other people about this movie many, many times. And what is this? And looking up the lore about it. So I tried not to look at other people's theories, yeah. just kind of take what Robert Eggers said and then yeah. pull it apart. Obviously there's a bunch of different thoughts on there. Um, the big one being are are they the same person right are they one and the same is that him is what he do you think? so is howard trapped there uh, by himself right or he kills the other guy that's with him if there is another like he did kill Willem Dafoe so he kills him and then plummets to his death and he's reliving that so the movie is him reliving that whole thing over and over again. Even the smells are just the smells of him getting eaten by the birds and stuff. And he's just in this eternal torment, like we said before, over and over again. Or is it him in the mountains talking to himself like a madman, like Willem Dafoe said in uh, earlier in the movie? Because uh, I kind of think that too. Right. Like maybe none of it's happening. Maybe there's no lighthouse at all. Maybe. Maybe this is all in Jack Nicholson's mind in The Shining as he's out there. But I have to say that at least like that whole thing, if it's all just a dream, it, it pulls it away a little bit for me rather than it kind of existed in one way, shape or form. Even if he's there at the lighthouse. Um, I don't know. I mean, listen, y Yoda, <laughs> Yoda tells Luke, I always got to get a Star Wars reference in. And Luke asks what's in the cave uh, and Empire Strikes Back. And he says, only what you take with you. Yeah. Right. So what is he bringing with him? The guilt of what happened to his coworker, his boss, was his boss or whatever, and all that stuff. Did he kill him? Could he have made more of an effort to save his life? Like, what is he bringing with him? And when he brought that with him, did Defoe not exist? And so he made this character kind of to give him shit throughout this this thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's one person. It's definitely him losing his mind. Uh, I love all the, the references to splitting my head open with an ax. And I'm glad it's not a simulation. I'm glad it's not like a traveling through time thing. Like, you know, like a time travel machine thing. Like it's just right. its own period. thing. And, and listen, it has a very Lovecraftian horror base to it, but we don't get hit over the head with that. We stay dare i say a little more grounded even though there's tentacles and mermaids and all that kind of stuff it's kind of weird to say that but we do and then i think that helps us like kind of live that horror in our heads more because it because it is grounded there isn't i love in movies where there's a big exposition i love that stuff i'm a sucker for like they find the book and then somebody reads the literally reads the movie out to you out mm -hmm. of that book. i love that kind of stuff we never get that in this purposely and yeah, i mean it's like the thing you make your own ending what is yeah. the ending yeah is it and child? in this case is it what is the whole story what yeah is it that even happens right it's it's 
we're not going to get shots, a montage of shots where he's eating dinner by himself, talking to himself and telling mm-hmm. his stories and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, I, I don't know. I don't know if I think they're one in the, the same or not. Is he, you know, kind of another evil side of him? He's certainly searching for something in that light is kind of his salvation and his hope. And, you know, we all have things that we search for in our life. And sometimes you get to that point and it's not what you thought it would be when you got there, or it's too much for you to handle when you actually arrive. Right. So there's a lot of that in there as well. Such is the case with E from Winslow, AKA Thomas Howard, AKA all his names. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love that. I watch this movie a thousand times and every time I discover like something new, uh, it's, it's, a constant watch for me. I, I tell this to everybody. The horn alone is one of my favorite characters. Like right. there's so many great things about this movie. It's hard. And like for just two dudes to be in it for the whole movie, you forget. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just two guys. It's not like a whole, you know, I seen like glass onion has like 177 actors in it on Netflix right. or whatever. This is two guys. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, Pattinson's good, but Defoe, like yeah i think they all do an exceptional job and you know i they all the two of them do an exception yeah. the mermaid too though and yeah, the, great and the seagulls and the lighthouse they built right that's part of it uh you know i always go and part of us doing this podcast was me loving to deep dive on stuff and us talking about things right so in passing in the commentary eggers mentions this movie called the lighthouse keepers so I'm like, okay, 1929, French silent film. I'm not even going to pretend to be able to say the director's name correctly. Um, so I'm like, I need to find this this film. Uh, so I find it. It's on YouTube, and it's subtitled at least. And the film is, uh, you know, 1929, so it's silent film, black and white, obviously. Um, and it's a dad and son who work at a lighthouse together. The son gets bit by a rabid dog. before he gets there and he starts to act crazier and crazier as the movie goes on there's weird light shots that he eggers reference but there's also shots of the long shots of the of the lens um there's visions that he has these dreams of this dog and it's multiple versions of the dog mirroring in the the lens the the it's hard to watch because it's so weird and you know, it's a silent film. You have to wrap your brain around that. The music is insane. It's it's this weird, sometimes jazzy score. It's it's amazing. Uh, and the son goes mad, and and then he starts fighting the father. And the father's trying to maintain the lighthouse, and they're fighting. And the son falls to his death out of the lighthouse and dies on the rocks. A insane inspiration yeah yeah uh, I- I- insane um the only thing that's main thing is different is they do a lot of cutting back to i think it's his, maybe it's fiance or wife or girlfriend or whatever and the mainland but if you cut out all of the mainland stuff you've got two dudes in a lighthouse and one of them's getting more and more insane as it goes along right in this case it was very clear like he got bit by this dog <laughs> The same way Carpenter perfected the thing, Eggers perfected Lighthouse. Yeah, the Lighthouse Keepers from 1929. And he's not, he wears all his influences and things that he, yeah. So it's not like he's trying to be like, oh, I made this. And yeah. it's a completely different movie. It's, uh, I, I'll put it in the links. It's 
over an hour long. I, I tried to go kind of go through go through it. Uh, there's some shots that look very similar with the waves crashing and stuff, but mm-hmm. I think you'd get that anyway because it's a lighthouse. But I thought that was pretty was pretty cool. Um, I love this movie. I'll recommend it to everybody. I'm so happy we did an episode about it. Did you get all your gnarly bits in? Have your all your facts been? I th- I think I did. The problem with this movie is that if I watch it again, if I watched it right now when we're done recording, there'd be five more things that I want. Yeah, it has about. definite rewatchability, which is great. It's right. rare. Uh, I mean, not for any of the movies that we're talking about. So that wraps up episode four of In Madness Pod, The Lighthouse. I think so. Are we teasing? Oh, so uh, In Madness Pod on all the socials. Yeah, we got to get better at the the. We're doing it. it. We're good. Uh, uh, I'm at Sean the Butcher. You're at Vertebrae33. You want to hit your plugs? Yep. Vertebrae33.com.net. I have a store. You can buy shirts and posters from me. I have a Halloween poster that I did, officially licensed poster, uh, and Vertebrae33 on all the socials as well. Drop us a line. Let us know if you're listening, what you think. Uh, If you have any movie ideas, you have any thoughts on The Lighthouse, I'd love to hear, uh, you know, people send in their thoughts and their theories that'd be amazing uh, or but, merch if you have any cool merch if anybody has that friggin' vhs i was talking about i don't yeah <laughs> yeah i gotta check that out so awesome do you want to tease what our next episode is it's a first for me i will so i really so, don't know how to tease it so so you're... i get to pick i get to pick one that uh, sean hasn't seen before um and it's based off a lovecraft story and um it's colorful that's all I'll say. I like that. I like that. This has been uh, another amazing episode. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you follow us, and we'll see you at episode five of In Madness Pod. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye.